Can these breakouts repeat what they did in 2023? Or will they flop? We've got all that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for all your fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Matthew Anne. You can find us on all social media platforms, podcasting apps, and excuse me, if you can, please leave a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you may listen. Uh, and if you're watching on the YouTubes, please hit the bell below. We'll subscribe you to the channel. Also give you a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, please subscribe to us on Subtext, where you'll get a more in-depth, in-depth personalized experience with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball crew. And on top of that, you're going to have a great time just getting to know us and getting all draft prep and whatnot out, up, out and up and all that wonderful stuff. So please join the diamond club today today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduelcom slash locked on to get started today all right guys we got a great episode for you today we're gonna be talking year uh you know pretty much is the guys that break broke out last year are they going to actually be able to continue that or are they going to flop? And quite honestly, like some of the guys I have questions about other guys, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And then there's some guys that I'm kind of on the fence with and we'll see based off of not only, you know, what my outlook could possibly be both on the uh, both sides of the coin, but are they even worth drafting based off of the high, the high volatility of either outcome uh, coming out? So let's start off. Let's start off with a name that I feel is very controversial for me, at least a guy I'm having a hard time ranking. And that's Zach Eflin. Uh, Zach Eflin, you know, left the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, went over to the Tampa Bay Rays and put him, put it together a really nice season in all honesty. Uh, you know, he had 177 innings pitched. He had 186 strikeouts. He had a three, five ERA with a one Oh two whip on top of that. Uh, he had a FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, which is kind of like, uh, which is a stat that pretty much says, Hey, if I have an average defense behind me, this is how, this is what my ERA would actually be. And it was a three Oh one. So it kind of tells you that like the three, he was pitching a little bit below board the how he was actually pitching. But at the same time, you know, I'm not sure if I'm buying it hundred percent. And with the ADP of 92 coming off the board and like the 36 pitcher off the board, I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay that price. I don't know if I feel all that comfortable with having Eflin as my starting pitcher too, essentially like that one. Well, three, like, I don't know if I feel real comfortable about that. And plus also two, you're throwing in some, some closers in the bit, probably about like seven or eight at that point. So he may even be a two on some teams. And that's a little too rich for my blood with Eflin. If I can get him as a four, I'd be much happier. So like right now for me, 
I'd rather not bet on him doing the repeat by taking him at that draft cost. Do I think there's a possibility that he could? Absolutely. I mean, you look at what, what he's always been able to do on the Phillies, right? He's always had like a four ERA on the post, but the FIP has been a lot better than he has on the ERA side where like, again, I don't need to explain the stat, but like 2022 on the Phillies at three, five, six, 21, uh, three, six, eight, 2020 at three, three, nine, you know, like he's always posted good FIPs. The other problem is he was never really able to stay healthy. So like he wasn't able to stay on the field. And that also kind of, I feel inflated some of his ERA as well, not being able to stay in the group. So there was a couple things that were going against Zach Eflin uh, when he was on the Phillies that maybe he just couldn't truly break out. And it's different because you're going to hear me say this um, about a couple other, other people, um, other players here. Um, You know, usually we don't buy the late age, you know, breakout, but, at the same time, with a pitcher, I kind of do. It's it's a grown man's name uh, game, and you know it's more of a chess match versus just being a good hitter. In my opinion, there's a lot more that goes into pitching. Uh, you know, quite honestly, you know, you look at Zach Eflin, and there's a like based off of just his age, what Tampa Bay Rays do. You know, there is there is a kind of a more of a realistic aspect of this actually happening. But again, the reason why I say I'm going to avoid him in drafts is because I don't want to bank on it. I, I don't I don't think the draft price is right for me. You may say I'm crazy. You know, a late like a, a lower end three or a high four would be a better spot for me in my rotation, how I would construct it just based off of the fact that I don't want to walk out with my two being as vol- having such a volatile you know outcome at the end of the year. So I'm avoiding Zach Eflin right now. Um, and, you know, this all can change. I mean, we're still in January. I'm recording this on January 24th. You're going to be seeing this on January 25th. And, you know, things can change. Like, you know, I, my favorite expression I got from Jason Moore over at uh, Fantasy Footballers. I'm a big fan of them. You know, they're, they're saying over there is, you know, stay, stay water. You know, you know, deal with the ebbs and flows and kind of don't be locked into your opinion of the guy at the moment and let it carry through because you got to stay flexible. Things can change. and and can present himself where you could be like, okay, now that there is, there is a potential, I'm seeing it. Let me do it. So, you know, Zach Eflin could be that case. We'll talk about him more as we get closer to draft season as well. It's probably my, my, my famous line right now, but I've spent way too much time on this guy. Another name that I want to talk about is Justin Steele. Uh, he had a great year last year. Uh, in my opinion, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, 2022 he had a good year uh you know honestly like it was 119 innings pitch we were even recommending to pick him up in 2022 as a you know a good waiver wire pickup and you know he he did pull through for you in those aspects and kind of like built off of it and this is why i kind of i'm kind of like almost on board i gotta see his adp is the only thing so like it's all about price for me and right now he's coming off the board as like the 42nd pitcher of course, that's thrown in probably about like 10 closers. So probably more like the 32nd. And I'm not truly mad at that. In all honesty, like you look at, you think about what he did and you're like, okay, well, I'm not really, I, I'm willing to pay the price. I have him as my 33rd pitcher going into the season right now. And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm okay with that pitcher three and this draft pitcher four, if possible, depending on 
where you're able to go. And if he's still sitting there and you've already drafted a couple of pitchers, it's a really nice compliment to almost round out the, the, the rotation at the top there. And Justin Steele can provide you with that because last, last year, I think there is some truth to it, which I wasn't really like completely in like last year. I totally, you know, sandbagged the dude and said, Hey, I didn't believe in it, but you look a little deeper and you just look at what he did and you're like, okay, this is legitimate. You know, 173 innings pitched. He had 176 strikeouts. He had 306 ERA. He had a a 117 WHIP, and then his FIP was a 302. You know, you you look you look at that and you go, okay, it's legitimate. It's good. He had a good 2022. He's building on 2022. Showed it out on 2023 when he was able to get 170 innings, able to handle the workload down the stretch. Like these are positive things for a pitcher that you know you just got to be like, okay. These are trending in the right directions. You'll see me talk about this with pitchers uh, if you stick around where there are certain milestones for me to see in their progression, whether they're going to be able to continue what they're doing and that I can trust them in the next year or, you know, am I going to back off? And right now, Steele is doing everything that he that he can um, to, to show me that this is legitimate. So I'm kind of OK with walking away. I prefer for him to be my four as well. But, you know, depending on how my team's constructed. I wouldn't mind taking the risk on steel as well. Um, he's 27 years old, perfect prime age for a pitcher, in my opinion. So I'm liking steel a lot. And, you know, let's see what, let's see what the, let's see what this year brings. But before we move on, I got a whole bunch of great names, uh, a lot of names that you guys probably have questions on and, you know, is it legitimate or not? So please stick around right after this. The NFL season is wrapping up, but there's no better time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to place a bet, like live same-game parlay. And if you're having trouble finding a bet, you can find bets in the new Explore tab or make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and find the most popular ones. The best way to find them, I already said that, I apologize. And there's way more things that you could go and find these all different awesome point spreads and things like that to help you create an awesome parlay and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first better bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched its first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts covering uh, on Locked On's Plus, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel, which is actually really dope. You need to check it out. You're going to, you know, honestly, if you like our show, you're going to like our other shows and you know, they're going to give you a nice introduction to your local teams. And honestly, you're going to, you're going to really enjoy it. A lot of great, great podcasters with great information going across our whole network. But here we go. Also, we got something else where we mentioned at the top, introducing Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans. The uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast is presenting the Diamond Club on Subtext, your ultimate fantasy baseball companion. Dive into this offseason with Domini as we provide tier-based rankings of over 100 outfielders and starting pitchers, prospect insights, sleepers, breakouts, and busts. And we can personalize the graph trade if you send that on over. And if you have burning questions, we've got the answers. Also, as the season unfolds, rely on us for our dynamic content. Get real-time alerts 
right to your phone, including waiver wire rankings, instant call-up alerts, injury reactions, and a whole lot more. Stay ahead of your fantasy league by joining the Diamond Club on Subtext, where the path to your victory begins. Subscribe now and elevate that fantasy baseball experience. And guys, one last little advertisement piece, I promise. Okay? Um, We are also giving away a listener league spot. We're going to be announcing it on February 22nd, I believe I said. All you have to do is sign up for the subtext and send us a screenshot of a five-star rating and review on, on Apple. Um, or wherever you may listen. Spotify, unfortunately, doesn't do the the reviews. You can give us a five-star there, but really looking for the review. It really helps us out. And you know what? It'll get you an opportunity to be in the Listener League. So it's a win-win for both of us. But all right, let's get back in this enough with the advertisements. Uh, you know, I got a name that, honestly, like I got a really strong distaste for right here. That's Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz, I feel like, is just a name we can't really escape. Um. He was like a fantasy baseball waiver wire darling, I believe in like 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he like legit like showed out a little bit. Yeah, in 2021, I apologize. And like in a short brief stint of like 465 at bats and was really helpful down the stretch, but then like kind of like kept getting hurt and whatnot and just really wasn't able to bring it to the part and then kind of showed out in 2023 he's age 31 breakout and like i'm not buying that uh like you know you can keep those bag of donuts even though last year was pretty uh pretty impressive 525 at bats 95 runs 35 doubles 22 uh bombs 78 ribs you know walk to strikeout ratio is pretty good 65 walks to 94 strikeouts but bad at 330 which is like a career high by far he has been he has put up you know 300 batting average seasons um, even 296 last year. It's just this year compared 2023 compared to 2022 was you know exponentially better. You know, 20 more runs, 20 20 more uh, ribbies. You know, 13 more home runs. Like, and you're doing it at age 31. Like, I almost want to say, okay, let's let's get the steroid test out because what are you doing, Yandi? But you know, I'm not trying to get like you know a defamation lawsuit. I'm just kidding. But you know, I'm not buying the age 31 breakout. And, you know, my rankings reflect that. Like with Yandy Diaz right now, I have him pretty much like, you know, not undraftable, but like somebody I'm not trying to walk away with in the, um, in, in a draft, if, if possible. I have him down as like my 20th first baseman. And I'm kind of like okay with avoiding him at all costs. Like I don't think that 2024 is going to look anywhere relatively close to 2023. But let's move on. Let's talk about another name here that, like, I kind of, like, I'm on the fence with. Like, every time I look into him, it's, you know, is this real? And it's Lane Thomas. Uh, Lane Thomas was actually, like, a great wave of wire pickup this year. The problem is, is my guy is a little bit on the other side, age 27. You know, really didn't show out until this year. You know, he's been in the league for a little bit, too. And, you know, finally got some real playing time with the nationals over the last two years. And maybe that's all he needed was to have a full season where he wasn't getting moved around or, you know, worrying about fighting for a spot. Maybe that's just it. But at age 27, I'm not really like excited about the breakout. 
you know, even though he stayed healthy too, 628 at bats, 101 runs, 36 doubles, three triples, 28 bombs, they're 86 ribs, 20 stolen bases, and batted 268. Like, that's a great season. Um, you know, I just I don't know if I'm willing to walk away with him as you know, my second or third, you know, outfielder at that point. Um, let's see if I can pull him up real quick on his ADP. Um, okay, I can't. It's fine. But this also happens with, uh, when you have... Okay. <laughs> I apologize, guys. But anyway, I'm just going to move on from this. Thomas honestly had a good season. I'm just not sure if I'm willing to pay the price or, you know, anything of the sort. And when it comes to this, um, right now I have him ranked at at the position outfield at 40. And I don't foresee me budging on that. For some reason, he's not coming up in ADP, which is just kind of driving me nuts. But it is what it is. Oh, I know why. But ultimately... Here's, here's how I approach it. If you can get him as your outfield four, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, if you can get him at at that price, but you're not. I finally got it. He's going off the board as the 24th outfielder. I apologize for the delay and my spazziness. But 24 is way too rich for my blood. I hope that falls. I hope he becomes more, more affordable, essentially. I do not feel comfortable walking away with him as my, my two. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things, even though it's pick 108. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping quite honestly, guys, that you have at least two outfielders by pick 100. Uh, you'll see as we do our mock drafts that, you know, <laughs> you should have two by then. And also to Lane Thomas still would not be a guy I'm waiting around and banking on being, you know, the second cog in my wheel of my three or four outfield, you know, lineup, like no bueno. Uh, so please do not do that to yourself because I have a feeling he's going to be leaving you in the dust. So let's move on. I've been giving you a lot of hot and cold, and here's another hot one, a hot take. I love Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe, great season from him last year. Great. And I think this is legitimate. I think that we are going to see a lot from this kid, and I think 2024 is going to birth somebody that's going to be super valuable. 466 at-bats last year. 71 runs, 33 doubles, two triples, 20 bombs, 83 ribs, 20, uh, 32 stolen bases. Walk to strikeout ratio is absolutely atrocious, but who cares? Um, so he just will be a tick down in the, you know, uh, points league because it'll hurt you there. But his batting average was a 292. So Josh Lowe, what do I expect from him next year? Well, for starters, I think we're going to see a 25 uh, 25 home run season this year. I think the power is legitimate. Um, and I think 25 is definitely a reasonable expectation. Only five more than what he did last year. And I'm expecting to get at least another 100 at bats, um, if not a hair under. So in that time, I definitely foresee him hitting another five home runs, along with the stolen base numbers could probably hit 40. So like, you know, Josh Lowe can be, you know, a real barn burner here. And he's going to be the new centerfold of that offense, in all honesty, because you know, with the whole Wanda Franco, you know, issues going on, <laughs> they're going to have to low, uh, rely on him a lot. I have him as my 20th outfielder as well. Josh Lowe, I have a feeling he's going to be such a great uh, pick this year. 
and Josh Lowe is going off as the 19th. So I'm kind of right there with ADP pick 74. I think Josh Lowe is going to be an excellent pick in 2024. So guys, I got one last sponsor for you. Please stick around. I got great names and a lot of names you're going to want to hear about. We're back. And this is the home stretch. We got a little, maybe a little less than 10 minutes. Depends on how fast and how long I decide to stay in a rant. But I got about three more names. And the guy that Dom and I have been drafting in almost every mock draft, not just because the value is just absolutely ridiculous, but because Dom and I truly believe in this kid. And it is Jesus Lizardo. Um, you know, I love Jesus. I've been waiting for this a while. If you've been playing fantasy baseball for a while, you've been waiting for him to finally break out. Captain Four Eyes, I think, finally, you know, did it for a full season. And the reason why I call him Captain Four Eyes is when he was on Oakland and got traded over to Miami, you know, the first thing Dom and I noticed, he was actually over at my house. And we're like, is he wearing glasses? And me and him are like, Oh my God. And oh my God, his stuff looks great. It's placing. It's, 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 it's what we've been waiting for. And then we see 2022, which, you know, he didn't pitch like a full year. He had a hundred innings. Um, I don't remember if there was injuries, uh, you know, so, you know, write in the comments if there was to drive my point home, but he yeah, got about a hundred innings and, you know, 120 strikeouts. And, you know, I was like, Hmm, this could be a breakout next year. I think that, you know, it's going to be, please get him on all your teams, Matt. And, Last year I did, and it paid off because he had 178 innings pitched. He had 208 strikeouts. He had a 3.58 ERA with a 1.21 WHIP. WHIP is a little high, but you're gonna you're gonna see that he likes to strike everybody out. He's still young at 25, and I think that'll eventually come down. But he likes to strike everybody out and their mother. So, like guys like that, like Blake Snell, early in his career, where just the WHIP is just gonna be absolutely outrageous at to start, and then eventually trickle down. Um, you know, with maturity on top of that, I just want to point out his FIP was a three, five, five to compare to his ERA three, five, eight. So everything for what he did last year is just legitimate. And I feel that Lizardo is going to be a great pick. He's my number 17th pitcher going for me, at least going into this year. And there is no signs of stopping, stopping me from picking him <laughs> like straight up. Like I'm all about it. He's going off the board as like pitcher 35 again, take out like seven or eight um, closers in that time. So, you know, more like pitcher 28, we'll say. And that's pick 89 off the board. Like you see in our mock drafts over the last couple of weeks, if you haven't watched it, you're new to the show, please go back and watch them. And both our mock drafts, you know, we've had Lizardo on our team because not only is he a value um, and just our draft draft strategy approaching this season so far early, seems to allow us to capitalize on not only being able to pick Lizardo almost every time, but waiting later on pitchers. And Lizardo is a fantastic piece to have like a sweet third pitcher. And also while we're kicking him in the like, like seventh or eighth round, it's just, it's magical, just magical. I, I have all, all hopes on him. Uh, you know, I'm totally comfortable walking away with his mic too. In most drafts too, like Lizardo could be, you know, somebody that you're really like, wow, I can't believe I got this kid. And man, you know, potential, you know, <laughs> just potential anything. And in the dynasty leagues, if you're doing a startup, he's one of the guys you're going to want to target to. I promise you the career career trajectory could be bananas. Like, I mean, it took 
and I'm nowhere saying like these guys are close, but I mean, the prospect pedigree was, was the same with him and, and Zach Gallon, and it took Gallon a little bit of time to figure it out. Lizardo's kind of like on that same pace. Like we could see something really ridiculous from Lizardo, but that's kind of more on the higher end and kind of more on like, you know, my excitement for the player versus like what the actuality is. But I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a world where that's a possibility and we might see it this year. So just Lizardo keep, keep here. Don't forget about him and draft him. I promise you, you're not going to be mad at it. That breakout is absolutely real. Now let's talk about this next guy here. It's kind of like a, you know, no uh, Sherlock kind of moment. Um, you know, I kind of just wanted to highlight him because I love him and it's Gunnar Henderson for this year. Uh, you know, he's going around the same pick as Ellie De La Cruz and, you know, based off of your team construction, you're going to be deciding whether to do Gunnar Henderson or Ellie, essentially, you know, third round. Um, and they're pretty much going like back to back. So like, if you want a little bit more staple in your lineup, somebody that's done it and broken out, um, you know, and I think it's going to take the next step forward next year. I think Gunnar Henderson is the right pick. Uh, just based off of, you know, an earlier pick and a safer pick. So like Gunner's usually been my pick if I'm trying to be a little bit more conservative. I do like Ellie a lot, but there's the realm of possibility where his batting average is just absolutely duty. But we'll see. I mean, I, I don't foresee that either. I love Ellie. Um, and this is by no no means uh, me like, you know, stepping on his head while he's, you know, trying to come up for air in the water. But, you know, Gunner Henderson, I just think is just going to be the better pick for this year. Where like I, where like I think he's gonna build off this last this team this last year's performance and really take it forward because you know even though Gunner had like a terrible start to his season he really finished out strong with these final numbers, five hundred and sixty at bats, hundred runs, twenty nine doubles, nine triples, twenty eight bombs, eighty two ribs, walk to strikeout was terrible but fifty five. Uh, 255 batting average, and like I'm telling you right now, I'm trying to pull up a splits between first and second half. But like, yo, what he did once he finally figured it out and was able to really break it down, like, man, oh man, was he impressive! Like, first half, he was batting 246, second half, 264. You know, in that time frame, too, like, he had he had uh 15 bombs in the second half, we're at 13 in the first. But six triples in comparison in the second half, which is monstrous. 18 doubles in the second half. Like, the dude turned it on and really turned the corner for me. And I'm just like, man, he is going to be so much fun this year. And that Baltimore lineup is just going to be fun. So, you know, Gunnar Henderson is a must draft next year. And somebody I think the breakout was absolutely legitimate. And, (laughs) you know, is going to be nowhere near with we're going to see what Jonathan India did where he just actually – poo-pooed after winning rookie of the year so i think Gunnar henderson is absolutely legitimate but let's move on let's talk about this last guy here and that's james outman a guy that um if you were with us last year to start the season i do this episode every single year the week right before the like right before not playoffs before the season starts right we're in that week all the drafts are done hey we're prepping for week one guys they put on your watch list or waiver wire pickups to make if you got if you drafted a guy that you could move into the IL. James Outman was on that list. James Outman, yes, he had his ups and downs throughout the season, but to start the season, he was winning you weeks. James Outman also at the end of the season kind of came back and did his thing. I love James Outman for this year. Um, I think what he did was is repeatable. He's gonna have playing time. That lineup is just fantastic. He's 26 years old. Uh, first full season in the bigs really only got a little taste last year, 
Like there, there's a lot of things on this kid's side that are just saying, yo, next year could look noise. So like 483 at bats, 86 runs, 16 doubles, three triples, 23 bombs, 70 ribs, 16 stolen bases, batted 248. And like, you know, there was no sign of slowing down. Honestly, like you look at this kid, even in the minors, he had 31 bombs. He had, you know, 23 stolen base season, a 20 stolen base season, batted 294, 266, you know, had a couple, uh, one low season and then still 264. Like I think the batting average is like 260 to 270 range. I think that the power is in the thirties. I think the ribbies are just going to be astronomical in the runs too, just based off of what's on that team between Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Otani, like that team is loaded. And then asking, uh, adding to Oscar Hernandez, like, Adding Altman into the mix as a power dude and Max Muncy, like I could just keep going on. Like this team just could provide for him. And I, I'm loving Altman. You know, I got to take a look at his ADP, whether he's actually like worth the pick. But right now, for me at least, Altman is my 39th um, outfielder. And you know what? I'm totally okay with him being like my outfielder for, uh, four in those regards. Like, psh, you know, to, that's a steal. He's like your UT almost in a lot of ways. Like he's going off the board as the 42nd, literally mine pick 179. Like, yo, feel comfortable with that. Walk away with Outman at that pick. I think that it's a no brainer, but guys, thank you for being a part of this show today. Uh, thank you for being part of this Dolo thing. Monday mock draft Monday is coming to you nice and hot. So check out that. And thank you. Please like subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Don't forget to send us a screenshot and join the subtext so you can get an enter into the listener league. Guys, thank you. Have a good weekend. Peace.